Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can you, like, shut up? You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Studios in beautiful downtown Bedabbler City, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show. It's a history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, 
Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medicine provider, gives me street cred. The Wackalow Alternative Medicine Assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, or if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at drscottwm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your health care provider. All right, very good. Don't, please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. Stuff.drsteve.com for all of your shopping needs. Uh, makes huge difference uh, for us. And uh, t- you can just click straight through, go to Amazon if you like, or you can scroll down and see products that we talk about on this show, including the Roadie Robotic uh, Tuner. And they now have the Roadie Coach, which will teach you how to play your instrument. So if you are going to give somebody a guitar this year, or if they have a guitar and it's just sitting there, give them a Roadie Coach. That's a little more pricey. It's about 199 bucks. If you go to roadie.drsteve.com, there may still be a discount for that, but check it out. And um, and see and uh, but it, I, uh, DNP Carissa, who um, I guess we've lost to um, New Jersey, the true love, um, will not uh, uh, be able to demonstrate her learn her um, uh, um, what was the instrument that she was learning ukulele Uke, yep. ukulele chops. But uh, we've got some other people out there that could try it. But the, uh, the roadie coach is amazing, or the roadie. Robotic tuner. It's a you know a hundred and something bucks for something that if you give this to someone on your list that plays the guitar, they are going to crap themselves. They'll be very happy with it uh, for very little money. Uh, check out do, uh, Dr. Scott's website. It's simply herbals.net. Check out our Patreon. Starting to do more live streams on on Patreon that are Patreon exclusive, and uh, they Patreon gets uh, first crack at the public live streams as well. So check that out at patreon.com slash weird medicine. There's exclusive content there. There are shows that you can no longer get uh, on the internet otherwise. So uh, check that out, patreon.com slash weird medicine. And uh, if you, I still have my cameos at very low price. So cameo.com <laughs> slash weird medicine. I had fun doing those uh, while I was in Dallas. So That's anyway. cool. All right. That's cool. If you listen on the Sirius XM show, at the very end, they give that number out again, and they say, yes, that's a real phone number chosen by a grown man in the medical profession. It was like, well, okay, borborygmus was taken. <laughs> you know, atherosclerotic cardiovascular, you know, 1-800-cardiovascular disease was already taken. So, you know, good, good Lord. We're just trying to have a little fun. <laughs> anyway, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. Anything going on there? Just some lot of nasal spray. Yeah? Oh, good. Of, yeah. Good, 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 good. Good stuff. Yeah, check out his CBD uh, peppermint nasal spray. It's amazing. It's not a lot of peppermint <clears throat> in no, that one. No, no, no. Is just there enough, any? Just enough. Oh, yeah. There, there is some. Yeah, okay. there sure is. Yeah, just a little bit. So it's a topical anti-inflammatory plus the CBD. And uh, I really, you know, if I'm out of it, I, um, and I mean out of the stuff, I'm usually am out of it. But <laughs> if I'm out of the the nasal spray, I, I suffer a little bit. Oh, so yeah. I keep some on hand at all times. 
check out our website at drsteve.com. I did want to <laughs> throw out a couple of things here. Um, I put out a tweet. Our uh, friend uh, and fellow uh, rigorous scientist Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> was pushing this stuff. I'm not going to say the brand name. It doesn't matter. Called alkaline water. Now, do you guys in traditional Chinese medicine have anything to say about alkaline water? Not, not in, not in the medicine part. I actually like the alkaline water myself personally, but I don't know that like it. You like that. to drink it. Yeah, that's correct. I because don't know that there's anything to it. I don't somehow know. it tastes good to you or something. Yeah, I think so. Maybe just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything scientific about it, but I do like it. But I'm, I'm certainly not going to say that I've ever read any research on it. Yeah, no. She pushes it for its healthy benefits. And you can actually get closer to the mic. I know I was fussing at you during the mic check, but it, uh, for some reason, your mic was really hot. Now it's not. So I don't like this. Smoking. I'm really. I was an audio engineer when <laughs> everything had VU meters and tape, and it was just so much easier. You just zeroed everything to zero VU, and then you know you put a test tone through the system at zero VU, and you calibrated everything to that, to where your needles all said zero, and then everything was perfect. Hmm. You know, the headroom on this digital thing is so great. There's a much greater dynamic range, hmm. you know, signal-to-noise ratio, but... It makes it very difficult, but for me, anyway, being an old-school audio-type person, which is why we're still doing a radio show instead of a (laughs) video show on the Internet, but anyway. But, um, uh, yeah, so Gwyneth was pushing this, and this the thing that cracked me up was she said, I— um, I'd love to have my alkaline water in the morning. Now, let's talk a little bit about alkaline water. So this is water that has a pH— that is greater than seven. Right. That's all it is. Water has a pH of seven. pH is a uh, measure, and we could go through the math, but it's a measure of alkalinity or acidity. Okay. So if the pH is less than seven, you have an abundance of naked protons, which makes something acid. And if it's greater than seven, you have a dearth of those or an abundance of hydroxyl groups, which is OH. Okay. And uh, so you have um, H2O, so you have, which is really HOH. So you have the, hyd- the hydrogen atom and then the hydroxyl ion. And hydrogen is positively charged, hydroxyl, OH is negatively charged, and they just sort of float around. Sometimes they're bound bound together, sometimes they're not. And uh, uh, you can have free protons and free hydroxyl groups, but the the net charge of water is um, neutral, right? So there should be an equal number of positive and negative charges. Gotcha. Uh, So anyway, um, so if you have more base then it'll be alkaline. And if you drink alkaline water, what will happen is is that the body will go, no, we're going to piss out more alkali so that to return the uh, pH of the um, uh, bloodstream to 7.4. Okay, got it. It is tightly, really tightly regulated. Tightly. One of the most tightly... <clears throat> I think Correct. In the body, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Potassium is pretty tightly regulated, but even that isn't, you know, varies more than than the pH of um, the the bloodstream. Of the bloodstream, yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, your body will never tolerate 
a an alkaline pH for long or an acidic pH for very long. It'll always try to return it back to 7.4. So if you drink acid, you're going to piss out acidic urine or you will metabolize it somehow to make it less acidic to return your pH back to 7.4. And likewise, uh, the um, uh, if you take in alkaline. So it really does absolutely nothing. And But w- what I loved about what she was touting was I take my alkaline water in the morning with <laughs> with with a spritz of lime. <laughs> so, so she has a oh, very, my very expensive alkaline water oh that she's touting for the benefits of drinking an alkaline substance and then putting an acid in it putting an acid in it (laughs) i didn't see that you see see? your stupid minds stupid stupid he's a fucking idiot (laughs) so you're putting an acid in it and neutralizing it so now you just basically have lime water so i mean she's not doing any harm other than people thinking that there's some benefit to it and then this water is very expensive yes it is for the for what you get. Do you know is it, it and I don't know this and this might be something to look up. Do you know if it if if she didn't put the the acid in is the alkaline water more easily absorbed into the system or anything? What do you I mean? Don't know. I, I, I mean, mean water, I, I don't know. I'm just saying it because that's the only thing I've ever heard anybody say. Water is the most easily absorbed substance in the body. I mean, that's our no. body is. No, every, they, Mostly water, yeah. Mostly water. <laughs> yep. So, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't, and, and I think that's the only thing I've ever seen as far as, like, any claims that it's more easily absorbed into the... Could there be... Yeah, okay, I don't know. Now, no, I don't know, honestly. Could there be some benefits to pissing out alkaline urine? Yes. Okay. But it has to do with things like kidney stones. Yes. And there are certain stones that will not form in the presence of an alkali, there are some that more readily form in the presence of an alkali, so you need to know what you're talking about, yeah. what kind of stones you have. So I could imagine someone that's right on the verge and they just need a little bit of alkali in their urine to yeah. prevent a certain kind of kidney stone. I'm not going to say it because I don't want people that have that to go out and buy this <laughs> no. stuff. Talk to your urologist. But that's the only benefit that I can think of. Because they would actually have to test the, the actual stones. Well, yes. And so, I mean, ideally. Correct. Ideally, okay. Well, in, in, yes, ideally, that is the correct way to, to... To identify what kind of kidney stones you've got. To, right. If you have someone with kidney stones... You have to collect them, okay. you send them off to the lab, and then they're urate, urate, uric acid stones or they're you know, calcium phosphate stones mm-hmm. or they are oxalate stones. And there are things that you can do to uh, prevent those stones if you know what they are. Right on. So uric acid stones, people with gout or other uh, problems like tumor lysis syndrome, that's where you have a... Um, a lot of tumors in the body that respond to, say, chemotherapy, and all of a sudden they all die and the body's got to do something with all that dead human tissue. And one of the products of that is uric acid, and you can make uric acid stones. Or if you have gout and they give you a drug called probenicet to make you piss out more uh, uric acid so that you don't have as much gout. Which is what I do. Yeah, yep. you take yeah. the probenicet. I sure do, thanks right. to you, yeah. 
And uh, but in the beginning, that can precipitate stones. So we'll give those people potassium citrate to change the pH of their urine, so it won't produce stones. That's the only benefit that I can think of. But um, and even then, I think potassium citrate pound for pound is going to be cheaper than buying alkaline water. Could you, Dutch Steve, could you, add, could you add just a little bit of baking soda and water and make your own alkaline water? Sure. I that's mean, all they're simple. doing. That's, I'm that's sure what I, that's, that's what they're that's doing. Probably, they probably, they're probably tap water into a big bucket and dropping some and then, and then making it <laughs> some it, fancy water. <laughs> yeah, if it's just pure I mean, alkaline know, water yeah. without having yeah. some other, you know, molecule in there, that's basically how they're doing it. Right on. Jeez. <laughs> mm. All right. That's what we should open instead of a beer store is an alkaline water store. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sodium bicarb is NaHCO3. So the byproduct of that would be carbon dioxide. And um, yeah, so if it, right. So it would be carbon dioxide in the presence of an acid. Okay. Isn't that wild? <laughs> I do have a quick, a quick She's question. She's a genius. <laughs> I have a quick question from Dennis. Yeah. He just was wondering, uh, what about the sudden shortage of hydrocodone with acetaminophen that just came out of nowhere? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that. Did you see that? Yeah, I have. Okay. Yes. We have a lot of our – I don't – A lot of yours, yeah. I don't tend to write a lot of hydrocodone with acetaminophen. So that is uh, sold under the brand name – Norco, Vicodin, Lortab, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of our patients have um, liver issues or they have medications that are straining their liver. And so I'm just not real or they have liver metastasis, you know, tumors in their liver. I'm just not a big fan of just stressing their liver out even more by having them take a Tylenol six times a day sometimes. Right, right. right. So I tend, and you can't buy hydrocodone by itself like you can oxycodone. Oxycodone uh, is Percocet. It's oxycodone with acetaminophen, but you can also buy it as just oxycodone. Mm -hmm. Whereas hydrocodone in the United States is only sold in the immediate release form as hydrocodone with acetaminophen. So I don't sell, uh, sell I don't sell any of it. I don't prescribe a lot of it. But um, I have noticed that people who were already on it, that we tried to refill it, they can't get it. Oh, and geez. this is a distribution issue. It's not just that, though. Every week I get notifications, well, we're low on IV um, diazepam, IV Valium, or we are, you know, there's a shortage of liquid oral morphine, or there is a shortage of IV hydromorphone. And uh, it's uh, we've kind of descended into a um, situation where we're beholden to manufacturers that sometimes or a lot of times aren't in this country. I really think we need to start making this stuff here so yeah. we'll have yes. it. Yes, yes, that'd be ideal. Uh, did you know? And this is on a, another topic, but it's very similar. Uh, there are, to my understanding, no resistors. A resistor is an electronic part, uh, and it in uh, you know every circuit requires resistors to step down voltage or to reduce current going to a different part of the circuit or whatever. Uh, I'm building a a drum machine in there, and the ninety percent of the parts are resistors, and um, none of them are made in the United States. Zero, uh, zero resistors are made in the United States. Hmm. 
So the country that is making them could just say, you know what? Fuck y'all. We're yep. not sending you any more resistors. Yep. Or we'll just now, charge we, you twice. Or, charge you double. Or that. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Or we could, yeah. But we could tool up to make resistors again, but it would take time to do that. Mm-hmm. And that puts us in a very, very vulnerable place. Mm-hmm. Right now, Our, you know, I don't want to talk about politics on the show, strategic um, oil reserves are at an all-time low. We don't make resistors. I don't think we make capacitors. We still make chips in this country. But, uh, you know, we don't mine the um, ore that is required to make batteries for electronic vehicles. And what happens when we go to all electronic vehicles and then whatever countries are actually producing that just decide that they don't like us anymore because nobody seems to like us Mm -hmm. uh, and just says to hell with you guys. Good luck. Mm -hmm. Right? So – um, I would like for us to be more self-sufficient. But anyway, so there you go. But that's what's going on with hydrocodone right now, and I'm sorry about that. But uh, anyone should be able to just switch over to oxycodone. Now, the conversion from hydrocodone to oxycodone is uh, 30 to 20. So 30 milligrams of hydrocodone is equal to 20 milligrams of oxycodone. So if you are on, uh, say, uh, uh 30 milligrams of hydrocodone, then 20 milligrams of oxycodone would do the trick. Mm-hmm. So that, and that is still in plentiful supply for right now. Gotcha. Okay. But that's a problem. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'll get a phone call. Well, we can't get X, and X is something that all of our patients are on, yeah. and I'm having to frantically write prescriptions for other things. Gotcha. It's just a it's a nuisance. It's kind of a daily thing for you guys. And it's a it? nuisance for the patient, but it is, it really takes up a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, shoot. Yep. All right. Sorry about that, but that's the answer mm-hmm. is uh, switch over to something else. Hydra, hydromorphone is another one. So oral dilaudid. Mm-hmm. So uh, 7.5 milligrams of oral dilaudid is equal to 30 milligrams or roughly equivalent to 30 milligrams of Lortab. So, um, it, so it's, you divide it by four. So if you were on um, 30 or, you know, 10 milligrams of hydrocodone, then that would be equivalent to about 2.5 milligrams mm-hmm. of um, hydromorphone. hydromorphone. Well, they don't make that. They make a two and they make a four. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, you could do one and a half of a two or just take a two. And really with incomplete cross tolerance, in other words, <clears throat> those equivalents I just gave you are for people who are – Tolerant to both drugs. If you're not tolerant to the hydromorphone, which you won't be, if you switch over from 10 milligrams of hydrocodone to 2 milligrams of hydromorphone, you really should be just fine. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because you're not as tolerant to it. Gotcha. All right. Good question. All right. Yes, very good. Um, I have a – let me do one story that I found – COVID coronary plaque infection confirms cardiovascular risk. So, by the way, I want everybody listening to this to go to YouTube and search Normal World with Dave Landau and find my episode and just turn it on and put it on a loop and just watch it. I want to get my my views up greater than Erocs. Uh, that was a fun trip. I went to Dallas. Uh, Texas and uh, Dave Landau used to, he's a comedian, mm-hmm. hilarious, 
really – there's a darkness to him, but there's also a sweetness to him, and he's really, really smart. And uh, it makes up for a, a really good comedian. And uh, his uh, his special prison a prison ten is still available for a little while longer, but uh, they are very generous. It was really a fun show. Now his co-host Garrett doesn't like to read the jokes that Dave writes for him, but also a very nice guy, well known for being on Nerdrotic. I really, I learned a lot from him about doing some videos uh, stuff, and he's also very gracious host. So, uh, but the two of them have a show called Normal World. It's on Blaze TV, but it, they put it right on YouTube. And uh, E-Rock came the day after me, so I really would like for our my show to have just a few more views than E-Rock's, but it's fine. It's fine. It all really depends on the topic. But um, I, I really had a blast. They let me kind of wax eloquent about the scientific process, which doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun for a for a, um, um, a comedy show, but mm-hmm. then we got into bidets <laughs> and, uh, you know, other just sort of uh, fun things like that. Um, interesting descriptions of what your um, scrotum is like when you get to be 68 <laughs> and you're wearing boxer shorts and things like that. So it was funny. There's a lot of funny stuff in there. The first half, a little more serious, but the second half we get into the funny, more funny things. And uh, I loved it. It's a real TV studio, not like this. I mean, it's a huge warehouse with newsrooms and offices and stu- multiple studios. They have Archie Bunker, I mean, the All in the Family studio hmm. right there just built into the – They uh, apparently Glenn Beck bought it and moved it there. And it cost like half a million bucks or something. I don't know. Hmm. But um, it's the actual studio. Wow. Um, or the set, the actual set. And there's a, they had the front door that people would walk through. Mm-hmm. And I knew a guy, Phil Proctor, mm-hmm. was from Firesign Theater. And he uh, did some character acting for a while. And he was actually on All in the Family. I saw the, and I knew him. Uh, back in the day, um, we hung out at the pier in Raleigh for you know, a, an evening and really had a nice time. And I'd corresponded with him a bunch back in the 70s and stuff. Well, anyway, um, he just walked right through uh, that door and I was standing there where that door was. It was cool. Oh, funny. Well, let's, funny. let's do this. This is like old school. It's old school. Yeah, hang on. Just a, oh, she hung up. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was Tacey. I was getting ready to... So she preemptively hung up. She knew she was going to hang up anyway. That's right. <laughs> if she calls back, we'll put her... Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love 
to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings. But I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But, uh, yeah, that was cool as hell. And uh, so Dave's got his own set, a permanent set all set up, and uh, I want you guys to check it out. Hmm. Now, there, it, there, it, it's a new show with rough around the edges in some places, but you can see uh, the um, kind of the, the fun in it. Hmm. And it was one of the most fun things that I've ever done. Cool. And uh, I came out of there. I even went to my shrink yesterday. She said, well, you've got quite the bounce in your step. And I said, I do I? And she said, yeah. I said, well, I was really, really happy with how that went down. And <laughs> just seeing everybody. Yes. Uh, at, uh, Allie Lerman from uh, 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 Compound Media is now working there and coordinating writing. And she's just delightful. She's one of my favorite people in the world. Hmm. And Dave is one of my favorite people in the world, um, just the nicest person and, a, and an actual friend, you know, not just um, somebody that has me on their show because whatever they are trying, to kill, cool. trying to kill time. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping to go back for the Eclipse and do an Eclipse special with them because it's coming right through Dallas oh, wow. in April. Oh, wow. And, uh, and then um, I'm going to pitch to them to be maybe a – do sort of a, a regular segment once a month or something mm. for them. So, mm. yep, loads cool. of fun. Cool. Anyway, check it out. Normal World uh, on YouTube. Um, and I think it was episode 50, 52, but I'm not sure. It just says Dr. Steve. So, All right. Um, okay, so COVID, coronary plaque infection confirms cardiovascular risk. 
And this is from Medscape Medical News, and we'll go to the actual uh, uh, article if we need to because a lot of times they get this stuff wrong, but I, I did look at it and it was okay. New evidence shows for the first time the virus that causes COVID directly infects atherosclerotic plaques. These are clogs in your coronary arteries. Um, producing persistent inflammatory response. Inflammation is bad. Yeah, inflammation is bad. So uh, you know how um, uh, chicken pox, you get chicken pox, and then it re- retreats into nerve ganglia uh, outside of the spinal column and then sits there and festers until it comes back out under stress when you're older and causes shingles. Mm-hmm. Well, this is kind of the same thing. These damn virus are just setting up shop and multiplying very slowly, but then the body is reacting to it and causing inflammation. And it says, uh, this is a, a study from New York University's Grossman School of Medicine. It says, our study shows there is persistent persistence of viral debris in the artery, and there is an important inflammatory response. We can now look at ways to control this inflammation. Hmm. So just knowing it's there... Hmm. That means that we can eventually do work something with it. About yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, that's bad. Now, the I am going to say that this is something that would be distinct from the vaccine. <laughs> okay, I know I am, and and I made a big deal out of this on Dave's show. I'm not a vaccine mandate person. We've talked about this. I'm taking. I took the vaccine this year because I don't want to lose productivity if it'll help me even a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm at risk of dying from even uh, a, a, you know, a moderate uh, infection because of what it did to my lungs, uh, you know, the first time I got it. So I take it, I tell everyone, do your own research. You know, we're, our bodies ourselves was a big deal in the 60s. You know, don't tell me what to do with my body. But then people try to tell me, well, you have to take this vaccine. That I don't understand. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not. And I am certainly not a pro-mandate person. I think that under any other circumstance, you're supposed to weigh the risk, benefits and alternatives for yourself and then decide what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Right. Agreed. I mean, am I wrong about that? Give them, give them the information. Let them do what they want. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For, anyway, yeah. that that's no, my agree. position on this. I agree. And um, anyway, uh, so yeah, other viruses can cause inflammation in the heart, like myocarditis, but they can't think of another virus that stimulates the sequence events in the coronary artery inflammation like we're seeing here. Um, influenza is also associated with increased risk of uh, cardiovascular events, but that is thought to be because it distresses the body so much. It's no evidence that directly affects the coronary arteries. So there's still a lot going on. You know, we I, I talked on Dave's show. We don't have any long-term data. It's not possible to have long-term data. Hmm. You know, we can only have data stemming from, you know, right around November of 2020. Right. That's yeah. it. Yep. You know, we're going getting ready. So that's three years. God, in November to, of 2023. It's hard to believe. You know, so, so there's quick. no 20-year data. There isn't any. We will have some. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the one thing that is beneficial out of all of this is that people are talking about science and trying to use some critical thinking. Mm-hmm. But more than that, when you go to the emergency room now and you've got a 
a viral or a you know an upper respiratory infection, they do this thing called a viral respiratory panel now. Okay. They never did these before. Hmm. People would come in and have what's called atypical pneumonia a.k.a. viral pneumonia, right. and then they would die from it. We'd never know what it was. We'd just said, ah, viral pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Well, now we know. Right. They do this thing, and they'll tell you if you have influenza, which is we could do that before, SARS-CoV-2, which mm-hmm. we could do before, mm-hmm. but now one of the other coronaviruses. Do you have rhinovirus, which is a common cold virus? Do you have para-influenza? We never tested for that stuff before. Mm-hmm. Now that we're testing for it, we can start to look at can we just kill these damn things right. and be done with it wow that's unbelievable yeah they even let me uh on normal world talk about how we eradicated smallpox oh wow i mean they just let me go huh. I'm, well for better or worse <laughs> you know cut you loose huh yeah no strength. yeah no it was fun and uh uh, now, Dave's a very good host, and he was good at moving things along, but they did. They were interested, hmm. you know? Anyway. All right. Well, enough about me. Um, I think this is very interesting. We will look at uh, how this virus affects cardiac tissue uh, going forward. I really think this is going to be a short-lived effect. Okay. I don't think there's anything special about this coronavirus other than you know, the fact that it probably was the result of gain-of-function research. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll be the first to say I don't know. It's just a lot of coincidences involved in how it came out and where it came out and all that kind of stuff. And uh, But um, I don't think there's anything special about it in the sense that once the kids who have been exposed to this as children grow up, and we get a couple of generations away, it's just going to be another cold virus, yes. just like the other five coronaviruses, which, by the way, are not completely benign. No. Kill ten to 20,000 people a year in this country, or it thought to. We're going to get a better number on that now mm-hmm. because of the fact that we are testing for it now. Yeah. You know. No, I know. I agree. Hey, and Philip's got a good follow-up question. Yep. Uh, does, does, a, does an anti-inflammatory diet help with this inflammation? Um, in the arteries, probably. It, but yeah, I was gonna say absolutely. It, it, it's a good thing to to practice anyway. Inflammation sucks anywhere. Anywhere. I take turmeric yeah. every day just because maybe it'll help. Yeah, yeah. I take turmeric. I take boswellia. And, I don't see a downside yeah. to that. You know, no, people will that. say, "Well, you know, does uh, vitamin D work?" And it's like, "Well, work for what? Yeah. If you want to prevent rickets, we know it works." Yeah. But for this other stuff, like cardiovascular disease and cancer and things, you know, the data is pretty crummy. But it isn't going to do any harm no. to take. Right. Just don't megadose vitamin D. So, I, you know, I'm, I feel the same way with turmeric. I don't see a downside to it. No, or, or an anti-inflammatory diet. I, I yeah, can't right. imagine, no. you know, not, not going to say it's going to fix it, but definitely say it's, it's a pretty it good thing. It might help. It's and it's not going to hurt. Right. So I, those practice. things I don't have a problem with. Yeah. If, if you feel better doing it, do it. Yeah, it's 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 the stuff where if you're bypassing something that we know works to do something that is iffy, then then we have problems with that. Right. Or uh, if the thing has other adverse effects that you're not taking into account. All right. Agreed, totally agree. Yep. All right. Let's take some phone calls, Dr. Scott. Sounds good. Number one thing. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Very good advice. Sage advice. Yeah, Dr. Steve, I'm trying to get on the show. 
Okay. Um, well, okay. Well, I guess just forget this. Punching out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, he's punching out. Perfect. Oh, he's augering in and he's punching out. Yes, this is the three four seven seven six six four three two three. Right now is a voicemail line, hmm. and uh, it's just easier, and uh, we do a better show that way. This is the Dina Dell version where you call in and, uh, and then he answers your question, like pretending that it's live. But um, I'm, we will be doing live shows again. Mm. I'll be doing those uh, live stream on YouTube and people can uh, ask questions live there. So be watching that. Go to YouTube.com slash at Weird Medicine and just sign up for notifications. And uh, we'll go if, – if – if, it goes well enough. I'll set up a schedule so people will know when it is. Okay. You have to be careful because if I do it Sunday night, I'm going up against, uh, you know, Tukey Soup. And uh, if we do it Saturday afternoon at 2, we're going up against Carl. You know, WATP is is recording in 10 minutes. Okay. And, uh, you know, there's um, Cardiff Electric. He, he, he's on there so much that I'm always feel like I'm going to interfere with one of his broadcasts. So you have to kind of stake out your time and just go for it. But um, uh, And I need more free time to do that as well. But yeah. we're working on it. <laughs> working on it. Maybe yeah. Friday nights. Friday nights might be the night to do it. All right. Here we go. Hey, Dr. Steve. Hello. If Parkinson medication works because it increases dopamine in your brain and street drugs like meth get you high because they increase dopamine. Okay. Hypothetically, have you ever heard of levodopa drugs being used recreationally? Give thyself a bell. When an when I first heard this question, and this was sent to me by Cameo, well, Cameo.com slash Weird Medicine, by the way. I'm trying to get up to a certain number so I can get to gold status. So I dropped, I dropped my price down to $2. <laughs> and when I, <laughs> when I was in uh, Dallas doing Dave's show, I had quite a few because at $2, it's like, well, that's just well, like free. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, but it was fun doing them. And um uh, this was Donna, and she sent me like 20 of them to oh, well, do, fine. so thank you, Donna. And uh, uh, this was one of the ones I said, please call this one in. So Parkinson's disease is a movement disorder. Uh, it, there are uh, – and it, there's this uh, thing called the striatum nigrum, nigra in the, in the brain that dies, and it causes uh, tremor and stiffness and stiffness in the face. They call it masked facies, where the patient's uh, just unable to uh, uh, make um, lifelike um, expressions sometimes, and it causes trouble with gait. And then there is a dementia that can be associated called Lewy body dementia. And uh, so it's, it's a mess. And so one of the things that you can do particularly in the beginning, is give people uh, levodopa, and it crosses the blood-brain barrier, and it helps with the stiffness and stuff. It doesn't work forever, but it is a temporizing maneuver, and we've got to come up with a, a, a better treatment for this, something that will, uh, if, you know, where we could create a new striatum uh, nigra in the brain or something, you know. But anyway, 
So uh, I wondered about this as well, and it turns out there are case reports of people that were increasing their levodopa because they were getting high off of it, oh, wow. and they felt so good that they refused to take the dose that the doctors prescribed for them. And uh, because it was causing them harm and they were getting euphoria and they were taking it uh, outside of um, the prescriptive um, uh, control of their provider, it was classified as a substance abuse disorder. So, mm. yeah, you can get high off of this stuff. Hmm. Now, um, some of these other drugs do more than just affect dopamine. But, yeah, that's uh, – yeah, that's. That, I thought that was really interesting. I'd never heard of anybody no, abusing that particular drug. It makes sense. Though. Don't try this at home no, either, no, no. people. There are adverse effects for eating lots of levodopa. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, Dr. Steve, it's John. Hey, John. Uh, I had an exam with my provider. Yes. My cholesterol is super high, and the only difference from last year is my intake of soda pop, does that have any uh, correlation? Thanks. Bye. Well, okay. How interesting. Um, I found an article on Medicine Net, and uh, this is an example of kind of crap medical journalism because the headline is sugary sodas wreak havoc with cholesterol levels, comma, harming the heart. Okay. So they're saying that if you drink sugary sodas, take out the middle clause, you are harming the heart. Correct? Mm -hmm. That's what they're saying. Right. Sugary yeah, yeah, yeah. sodas, blank, 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 harming the heart. So uh, this was a study. Of a couple, this person who did this study um, is – that's all she does. It's Nicola McCowan, and that's – it seems to be – She's all over the place when it comes to sugary drinks. So she, I wonder what happened in her past where she got a, you know, got a thing for doing research on yep. why sugary drinks are bad for you. But um, it says here, sugar sweetened drinks can play havoc, can play havoc with your cholesterol and triglyceride levels, which increases your risk for heart degree disease. Jesus. Let me start that over again. That was really bad. Sugar-sweetened drinks can play havoc with your cholesterol and triglyceride levels, which increases your risk for heart disease and stroke, a new study finds. So, yes, elevated cholesterol levels are associated with increased risk of heart attack and stroke. It's not the same thing as saying sugary sodas wreak havoc, which, by the way, is not a medical term. With cholesterol levels, quote, harming the heart. Anyway, so it says here specifically, drinking more than 12 ounces, which is one standard can of sugary sodas or fruit drinks a day, may not bode well for your cardiovascular health. Yeah, may not. <laughs> I mean... Uh, okay, so think before you drink. There's accumulating evidence linking sugar-sweetened beverages to adverse health outcomes, and this message is clear, said lead researcher Nicola McCowan, a nutritional epidemiologist at some human nutrition research center on aging at Tufts University in Boston. So, I mean, you know, she's a real deal. She's got a lot of um, <clears throat> articles in the medical literature. Now, 
McCowan and her team found that drinking more than 12 ounces of sugary drinks a day was linked to a 53% higher odds, higher odds of high triglycerides, boo, and a 98% higher odds of low HDL cholesterol. That's good cholesterol compared with drinking less. So uh, HDL is the good cholesterol, and LDL we think of as quote-unquote bad cholesterol. There's, it's more... There's more nuance than that. But if you take your total cholesterol and you um, divide into it your HDL cholesterol, if that ratio is three or less, then we think that's good. Mm -hmm. So if you have a an LDL cholesterol, or I'm sorry, a total cholesterol of 120 and your HDL is 40, then that would be three to one. That would be, um, you know, you would be in the lower risk category. Now, this doesn't say anything about LDL or anything else. It's just that people who drink 12 ounces of sugary drinks a day was linked to uh, higher odds of low HDL cholesterol. I didn't define that in this article, so we're going to go to the actual article. Uh, now, it says neither low-calorie sweetened drinks nor 100% fruit juice was associated with negative changes in cholesterol. So... You know, it's really just got to be the sugar. Mm -hmm. It's possible that the car carbonation is affecting things. We know that carbonation seems to affect uh, bone density. Mm. But uh, let me see. There's <clears throat> just not uh, sugar-sweetened beverages taste good. Many are caffeinated. They're convenient, all appealing qualities for many Americans. We can't. Keep overlooking the fact that they are unhealthy for us, she said. So she has a real bias. Mm -hmm. She's saying these things are unhealthy. So we have to really look at her studies and make sure that there isn't any inherent bias right. in that. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and she's like, she's an activist. For starters, children shouldn't be given these drinks, given little ones sugary drinks as a surefire way to get them, quote, hooked unquote, on the highly sweet taste. For older adults, switching to flavored seltzers or adding a splash of 100% juice or herbal tea to plain seltzer can quench the craving for bubbles in flavor. Really? Do we have a study that shows that? Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah. this is just their idea. Instead, opt for water, tea, coffee, or unsweet. Now, listen, I'm not saying <clears throat> sodas are good for you. I don't drink soda myself. No. But uh, so let's look at this study. Here it is. Uh, uh, so Nicola McCowan was the last author. So she is that that's good. That means that she was in charge of this. Okay. And then Danielle Haslam, Gina Peloso. These people are, are, you know, research assistants or residents in or something. But the final author is usually the one that that is running the thing. So she's the real deal. And uh, so what they looked at was fasting plasma lipoprotein concentrations uh, in, um, you know, a, a cohort of 3,146 people from 1991 to 2014 and 3,584 people from 2002 to 2001. So what they did was they, they went through the Framingham offspring study, and there's just a bunch of data in there, and they went data mining for this. Okay. So beverage intakes were estimated from food frequency questionnaires and grouped into five intake categories. Uh, 
And then they, you know, so they said, we found that regular, which is greater than one serving per day versus low, which is less than one serving per month, uh, sweetened sugary beverage consumption was associated with greater mean density in high-density lipoprotein cholesterol. Now, you'll notice they don't say a GD thing about how this is associated with cardiovascular events other than saying that, well, we know low HDL is associated with increased cardiovascular events. Um, then they said... Um, uh, cumulative average intakes of low-calorie sweetened beverages were not associated with changes in non-density high, I'm sorry, non-high-density lipoprotein cholesterol, LDL, or incident dyslipidemias. In other words, other cholesterol, deranged cholesterol stuff. So their conclusion in the actual study is sweetened sugary beverage intake was associated with adverse changes in high-density lipoprotein cholesterol and triglyceride concentrations. So there you go. Um, that, that's all they found. Okay. Now, would I use that in my practice to say, hey, may I go easy on the – yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't see a whole lot of benefit in drinking – uh, you know, regular Coke mm. on a regular basis. Right. You know, my mother-in-law will order a salad and then order a large Coke. Yeah. And uh, these yep. people are actually saying, well, yeah, actually the aspartame uh, uh, flavored ones are better. Mm -hmm. They don't have this effect. So mm -hmm. they're pushing, you know, diet Coke. Mm -hmm. And then you have other studies where people are saying, oh, aspartame bad. So... Uh, it just depends. But uh, so I, I don't see the benefit in drink. I don't drink sweet tea. I'll guarantee you mm -hmm. that if they tested sweet tea, southern sweet tea, it would say the same shit. Yeah, I would it's think so. the sugar. You would think, yeah, definitely do. And uh, it, you know, uh, taking a big slug of just sugar water like that will increase your, uh, you know, a spike in insulin, which causes all kinds of problems. And then you, uh, you will drive your blood sugar low, and as you drive your blood sugar low, then the body's going to turn down its sensitivity to that signal. So if you keep spiking throughout the day with, uh, you know, uh, however many grams of sugar are, are in this, making your insulin jump up and up and up and down and up and down, then eventually you end up with diabetes, right. you know, type 2 diabetes. Right. And that's a known risk to drinking, you know, a lot of... Uh, substances or eating a lot of substances that have unprocessed mm. or just free sugar in them. So I'm, uh, you know, this uh, clickbait, sugary sodas wreak havoc with cholesterol levels, harming the heart. There is a germ of truth in that, but that's a crappy headline. Yeah. It doesn't wreak havoc. It increases the risk of having a low high-density lipoprotein, which is the good cholesterol. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, we, that is associated with increased risk of heart attack and stroke. But uh, harming the heart is, uh, is just really a just clickbait bullshit title. All right? Mm. So uh, I'm uh, not a fan of medical journalism, as you're aware, and that's just a good example of it. <laughs> oh, oh, now let me show you something else, though. <clears throat> 
This is from the International Stroke Conference. This is from the American Heart Association Journal. So while I'm looking this stuff up, this is what I find. Abstract WP-265, debunking the myth of regular soda beverages uh, and the risk of incident cardiovascular events. So they said the goal of this study was to determine the effect of soda beverage intake on the occurrence of cardiovascular and disease, uh, disease in a large prospective cohort. Uh, now, this was postmenopausal women, but still a uh, lot of people, uh, they, 93,000 people, as opposed to, you know, two, 3,000 in this other study. And that was just looking at an intermediate endpoint, which was HDL. This is looking at cardio, actual cardiovascular events. That's what we care about. Mm-hmm. If I could give you a pill that would quadruple your bad cholesterol but would reduce the risk of heart attack and stroke by 50%, we would do it. Of course, yeah. You don't care yeah. about the, the intermediate yeah. endpoint. You care about the actual endpoint, right. which is cardiovascular events. Right. So they said uh, – so they looked at 93,000 women. The rates of diabetes mellitus were higher among regular non-caffeinated and caffeinated soda beverage users compared with those with none or minimal use. That makes sense. These people are not only drinking sugar, you know, sodas with sugar in it. They're eating other stuff. And that's the other thing in, the, in that other study. They didn't control for lifestyle. Right. You know, if you don't exercise and you drink sodas, your HDL is going to be low. Even, you know, if you don't exercise and you drink water, your HDL is going to be low. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see where they controlled for that uh, because it could be a correlation rather than a um, than a um, um, cause, right? Yep. But it says compared with women who are non-users of um, sugary drinks, um, the, uh, the, uh, the myocardial infarction and stroke was the same. Compared with women who were non-users, regular caffeinated soda beverage users had a lower risk of any stroke. Okay. Um, isn't that interesting? Hemorrhagic stroke and myocardial infarction. So their conclusion was there appeared to be no increased risk of incident cardiovascular events in women using non-caffeinated or caffeinated soda beverages despite high rates of underlying diabetes mellitus. Hmm. Now put that in your hat and shit it out your in your soda pop and <laughs> top it off all right i love it so anyway all right so this person who called about sugar sweetened beverages stimulated a whole damn thing so so a uh, very interesting question and the answer is yeah it seems to affect your your um cardiovascular i'm sorry your cardiovascular markers in the sense of l- the good cholesterol seems to be associated with a you know is a decrease in good cholesterol if you drink one sugary drink a day, mm-hmm. but at least in post ninety three thousand postmenopausal women, it didn't translate to increased cardiovascular events. Mm-hmm. So we need to do more studies on this. That's the thing. I, I very often do not pay attention to these intermediate endpoints. Re- harming the heart. Well, it doesn't seem like it did harm the heart, at least in these this cohort. And this is not in some shit journal. This is in the journal Stroke, which is one of the American Heart Association journals. Hmm. Okay. All right. Ugh. Anyway, we've got um, uh, 
some really good questions for uh, the podcast this week. So check out our podcast at uh, drsteve.com and, um, you know, and other places. Uh, you got anything from the from the fluid family? We've got about one minute. One minute. Yeah, real quick. Um, uh, Johnny wants to know about uh, warfarin and turmeric together. He said, "Is he's taking warfarin?" They said not to take uh, turmeric with it. So, yeah, because turmeric actually is a it, COX two inhibitor. It is a it is a bit of a blood thinner, so that is accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, good question, JL. It's a very good question. Always, if you're going to take a supplement, you know, if we mention something on here, talk it over with your yeah. primary care yeah. or email us, and we can send you some information on it. But yeah, I I would go easy on that as well, just because hell, we don't know. Yeah. Well, you know what, Dr. Scott, we've got a little bit of time left. Let's uh, answer some questions from the fluid family. The fluid family. How about one from Muddy Baboon? No, except for that one. Okay. No, no that's all. You guys have a good weekend. <laughs> okay. What, <laughs> so, do, what do they got? Here we got a uh, quick question. Uh, I have some tinnitus, so crickets in my right ear. Anything in the holistic realm that can provide some relief for that? Well, okay. What do you do for that? A couple things. First, I'll try to figure out what's the underlying kind of cause. There you go. Give thyself a bell. Yep. You know, the, the, the it can come from anything from a little bit of fluid in the ear to, to the side effects of certain antibiotics can cause. Yep. To, to, you know, trauma, if, if it's just aspirin. one side, it, aspirin, it may be just somebody taking too, too much aspirin or, or um, you know, shooting a gun on that one side has caused the area to be, yeah. have some ringing. Yeah, so, hearing loss is yeah, a big one. Yeah. So if it's, if it's mechanical, it's really tough to treat as far as a holistic um, component. Um, if it's, if it's something that, that you're taking, you know, certainly stopping that can help. But, you know, a lot of times I do a... a, a a lot of sinus treatment and a little bit of drainage, like lymphatic drainage out of the ear and into the throat. And sometimes it'll help with the, um, with tinnitus. So yeah, sometimes acupuncture can help, but I would, I would, I would make sure I find somebody that knows what they're doing. And, um, and you know, there's, you look out on the internet and there's a thousand different things to cure tinnitus without yeah. people knowing what exactly is the That's underlying right. If cause. it's reversible, go for something reversible, head and neck trauma. Yeah. Um, uh, again, uh, diuretics can yep. cause uh, yep. tinnitus, uh, anti-malarial drugs, some antidepressants can do it. If uh, I would see an ear, nose, and throat person, they're the ones that deal with this. And uh, sometimes you just have to use, just like Dr. Scott, use, what do you call it when you put the little pain here and it... And it uh, gated, what do you call oh, like it? Fatigue-gated channel theory. Yeah, fatigue-gated yeah. fatigue channel theory. They can do that with hearing as well, where they give you um, a different noise that's not as noxious. Right. And it the, it distracts the brain from the one that's driving you crazy. Yeah. Uh, but hearing loss can do it as well. So the first thing they're going to do is check your hearing. Yeah. So the, so the answer is yes, there are some things in the holistic realm, depending on what the uh, cause is. Correct. So. That'd be it. Okay. There is a super chat from uh, Franklin Sheckler. Thank you for the $2. It says, if Tukey has a cervix, should he see a gynecologist? Now, Dr. Scott, the thing you got to understand about Dr. Scott is he's not in this world at all. He doesn't give a shit about it. He doesn't know who the fuck Tukey is unless I show him who Tukey is. So uh, Tukey is a... um, uh, an Oscar the Grouch looking um, puppet by Vidabler, uh, and it is one of his alter egos. And Tukey's origin story is that Vidabler was using this puppet to, um, uh, well, somebody, <laughs> maybe it was Ray DeVito, someone 
was using the Tukey puppet as a masturbatory device. Okay. And eventually one day something magical happened and Tukey came to life because of all the, you know, the action. Yeah, all the action, the dried semen, <laughs> I guess. So so that uh, presumes that Tukey has a cervix, but not really. When magic is, is uh, involved, then uh, I don't think that we have to assume that Tukey has actual gynec, you know, reproductive organs and parts and stuff. So seeing a shaman would be better for Tukey. Or at least start with your primary care provider. Right? Well, yeah. Well, in this case, should be a shaman because <laughs> Tukey is, um, you know, that origin story is a magical mm. origin story. So, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for coming. <laughs> see you next week. All right. See, <laughs> see, Dr. Scott doesn't understand any of this stuff. So, I mean, we have floating potatoes and... Now, Tukey Soup is one, if you ever want to know anything about what's going on with crazy people, well, crazy, I'm not supposed to use that word anymore, for with the more disturbed elements of the internet and the sort of random humorous things that you can find uh, out of their uh, YouTube channels, Tukey Soup, 9 or 10 p.m. on um, Sunday nights is it, and it's basically talk soup. He uses all the same imagery and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, he talks about um, uh, all these different people on the internet. And it's quite funny. Uh, it, 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 look for uh, the YouTube channel Bedabbler, and uh, and Bedabbler Live is his Saturday morning show, and then Tukey Soup is the Sunday show. It's worth watching if you're interested in learning about the Dabbleverse or just sort of crazy people on the internet who do crazy things. And he finds the most extreme sort of examples of people putting out nutty stuff on YouTube mm. and then comments on it. Okay. Mm. All right. All right, guys. I believe I'll do it. Oh, Franklin said, I gave a much better answer than that dumb question deserved. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I remember when Opie called into the show one time uh, and he used some weird voice, and he was asking, you remember that? Were you here that day? I think so. And he was, you know, talking like that. Mm-hmm. And I, even when somebody asks a, a goofy question, I try to give, turn it around to answer an actual question that I want to answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so anyway. <laughs> All right. Any other questions from the uh, Fluid family? No, sir. Okay, we do have fun in the Fluid family. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, (laughs) uh, come Saturday, uh, usually at 1 p.m. Eastern, and go to youtube.com slash at weird medicine. And, you know, subscribe to the channel. uh, Do the whole notification thing. And if you do the notification thing, you'll be around for the live streams, which I'm going to be doing more of. I did one on Gelman Amnesia. Are you familiar with that? Do you know what Gelman Amnesia is? I don't think so. Has has the news ever come to you and done a story about you? Have you ever been the the, uh, subject of a news story? Yeah. How many, in a good way, of course. How many mistakes did they make in the reporting of, of whatever it was that they were doing? Oh, shit. They are, there's always mistakes. Well, how many mistakes? I don't know. 
Okay. Yeah, I can't give a number. It was okay. It wasn't just one then. No. There were multiple, multiple mistakes, yeah. right? Yeah. When I was up in Vermont, they did a story about our health clinic up there, and everything they said was wrong. Oh, wow. Okay. But then we turn around and they go, well, and now in Afghanistan news, and you assume everything they're telling you is correct. Uh, that is what's called Gelman amnesia, uh, that we forget I get, I get about it, the fact that when they talk about something we know about, they they get everything wrong, but then then you trust everything. then we trust everything else that they say. Wow, never heard that. That's yeah, it's pretty interesting. That is interesting. It was Michael Crichton came up with that, and he called it Gelman uh, amnesia after Murray Gelman, who was a uh, uh, it was a um, a particle physicist. So wow, yeah, isn't that crazy? Oh, I've never heard of that, but that makes perfect sense though. That's why I do this thing on medical journalism because it's they I these this is something I know about and almost every story I read is full of bullshit. Right. So anyway, that's really right. that's wild. All right, my friends, uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Thanks always. Go to Dr. Scott. Uh, listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Please go watch my appearance on Normal World and just put it on loop and just let it run overnight so I can beat E-Rock's numbers. Thank you. Many thanks to our listeners. I love E-Rock. I'm just, just being an ass. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Nuts. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.